Hello once again and welcome to Seeing the Sports Events Entertainment Network brought to you by Visit Myrtle Beach. I'm your host, Catherine Nero. Happy to be here once again today with not one but two special guests. In this series of interviews that we're doing here most recently on the podcast, we are learning from awards winners at the recent 4S Summit. And today, again, like we said, we've got two guests for the price of one. Today, we're chatting with the folks behind the success. They're in Tulsa. Tim Chambers, the Vice President of Destination Strategy and Marketing of the Tulsa Regional Tourism, and Joel Kester, Director of Sports Sales at the Tulsa Sports Commission. Thank you both for joining us today. Thanks for having us. Uh, yeah, let's thank you for get, having us. Yeah, let's get a, a sense of, of who you guys are and how you guys got here. And Tim, let's start with you. Tell us about your career journey and how you got to where you are there in Tulsa. Sure, absolutely. So um, I joke with people, I, I moved to Tulsa um, thinking I'd probably be here for about six months. I was a student at the time and then uh, life happened and I fell in love with it. And that was 18 years ago. So um, from a professional standpoint, kind of how I got into the tourism space um, with a background in, uh, in you know, ad agency world, kind of moved into event marketing. And so for the longest time, I would definitely be what you consider the client for um, mm. for what CBBs and sports commissions do. Um working remote also for some event companies, I started thinking, how can I make an impact uh, in my own community? How can I have a tangible job to where my kids know what I even do? Um, and then I saw with uh, the regional chamber, uh, which the Tulsa Regional Tourism Office is a leg of, uh, I saw that open up and I was like, you know what, this seems like the the coolest fit. Our, our organization has um, not just the sports side, but the film and music office as well. So mm -hmm. it's such a well-rounded portfolio of things to do. So that's kind of where I ended up. And that was about just over two years ago. And I have never looked back. It sounds like it. That's a lot of opportunities there. Uh, speaking of which, let's let's get your uh, kind of how you got to where you are, Joel, there in Tulsa as well. Absolutely. Um, I started back uh, with Tulsa uh, Regional Chamber and um, you know, taking over the sports commission back in January of 2020. So right before the, the world kind of collapsed. Uh, so it's been quite the journey, but I've been in the sports tourism industry now for about 12 years. Uh, prior to coming to Tulsa, I was with Chicago Southland Convention and Visitors Bureau for about eight years, which we represented the 63 South and Southwest suburbs of Chicago. Um, and yeah, just out of the blue, um, I got a call from the president of Tulsa Regional Tourism. Uh, and the question was, hey, would you ever consider running the Sports Commission for us here in Tulsa? And I, uh, at the time, had never been to Oklahoma all but once, been to Oklahoma City. So I didn't really know much about Tulsa uh, other than what I knew about Oklahoma City, which if you've been to both, you realize that they're not even the same, <laughs> you know, destination, very different terrain, very different um, amenities and all of that stuff. So um, yeah, and then prior to me being in Chicago Southland, I spent about another eight years in uh, the golf industry. A lot of people don't know this, but some of them do because I get asked to be on teams all the time. But I used to be in the golf industry. Um, uh, I was a golf professional. I was running a club out in Las Vegas. I was teaching. I was doing all the casino marketing. Um, so, yeah, I've got a long history of, of just being in and around sports. Um, but, yeah, it's been quite the journey. And, uh, you know, I love being here in Tulsa. And it's, uh, obviously, it's been a good fit. You guys have a lot of talents that you're bringing into one location. This is this is incredible. And especially seeing the way your two organizations work in tandem. Um, let's start, though. Um, Joel, you mentioned you had never been to Tulsa. For those who haven't, Tim, I'm going to ask you, tell us about Tulsa. Give us the uh, sales pitch. Oh, man. 
I mean, I could sell it so many different ways. Um, it's kind of how we do it. Tulsa is very, very diverse. Uh, it, it, everyone who comes here who hadn't been here before always utters the same phrase and we have to hear it is I had no idea. It is a <laughs> hidden gem. It is a secret. Uh, it's right in the middle of, of our country, but it is full of so much rich history. Uh, we've got obviously um, the historic Greenwood District. We've got tribal nations, uh, th three of which uh, Tulsa's on. Um, it is uh, just full of incredible James Beard award-winning and nominated restaurants. Um, our sports scene, obviously, there's no secret. We've got quite a bit of um, of a pedigree when it comes to golf with Southern Hills and multiple PGAs hosted there. Uh, and, and then Cedar Ridge and Broken Arrow, which is just a suburb, just got lived last year. Um, it is a warm, welcoming community. It is on the rise. It is known for a insanely rich music um, scene. Uh, we've got Kane's Ballroom turns 100 next year. Wow. We just had our annual meeting there earlier this week. We've got one of the most uh, well-balanced uh, analog recording studios with Kane's, um, or not with Kane, with the church studio, uh, which is where Leon Russell used to record and kind of created the Tulsa sound, which is an actual music genre. We've got the Bob Dylan Center, which is right next to the Woody Guthrie Center. If you're a music fan and you haven't been to Tulsa, uh, go ahead and get, you know, gas your car up or book, book <laughs> your flight because it's time to come out here and spend some time with us. So Tulsa is honestly so surprising, not to mention we have 28 miles of Route 66 and we're the capital of it. So that is, you, you mentioned it's a little something for everyone, yeah. but one of those key parts of it, and you mentioned it there, Tim, is sports and sports tourism. So Joe will tell us about that and why you think Tulsa has been so successful in sports tourism. Yeah, I mean, it's it's I get asked all the time, you know, what's our secret sauce? Mm -hmm. You know, we've been winning a lot of awards. We've been doing a lot of great things. We've hosted, you know, so many groups over the last couple of years. And I tell people the same thing all the time. You know, Tulsans are the secret sauce. And, mm -hmm. you know, we're very fortunate. You know, we're one of the most philanthropic communities in the United States. Um, but as Tim mentioned, we're kind of the total package. And I don't say that in a arrogant or cocky way, but Tulsa has world class attractions. Uh, you know, we've got world-class facilities uh, and we've really been able to showcase them on the biggest stages the last couple of years. But, you know, again, people ask all the time too, you know, what, what is Tulsa really known for? You know, people obviously know Oklahoma for being an oil, um, you know, state and that, that we are, but people realize that tourism is the third largest industry in the state of Oklahoma, which is you know, really something when you think about it, there's not too many states that have tourism in the top three uh, for industry. Um, but again, because of all the success we've had, you know, we've been able to showcase that we are a family destination. Music, arts and culture are huge uh, to what we're doing here and huge in us telling Tulsa's story. You know, that's more important to us than, you know, yes, heads and beds are great and economic impacts great. But again, for us to be able to tell Tulsa's story through sports, you know, youth, amateur, professionals been a very uh, uh, big point of ours over the last few years. But again, you know, we have world-class attractions, we have all these things, but more importantly, we have great partners. Um, you know, I can tell you firsthand being in several different destinations that, you know, it's not always the case, you know, sometimes there's a lot of red tape. Sometimes, you know, you're, you're, you're trying to get all the same entities on board, but here in Tulsa, we're very fortunate that everyone's rowing in the same direction. 
Um, so it makes, you know, my job a little bit easier when it comes to that. Uh, but again, the community has been investing in itself over the last 10 or 15 years, which again is a, you know, a rare thing to have happen. And again, we're seeing it with the, the venues we have, and it's not just, you know, when we won sports commission of the year, I think the biggest accolade of that was that we utilized over 28 different facilities for that sports commission of the year, um, award you know mm-hmm. we're not just using utilizing our arena we're not just utilizing our convention center we're we're utilizing all of the assets that we have together and i think that's what makes us really strong let's talk about that award that you were just uh, honored for at at for us explain why you think you were so honored and what it took to kind of put this together yeah uh- I'll go first. I, I, I think, you know, uh, the, the award we won was for marketing campaign of the year. And it was really focused around NCAA uh, D1 men's wrestling uh, national championships. And if you're not familiar with that championships, which most folks aren't, it's one of the NCAA's largest events behind, mm-hmm. you know, um, the uh, final four uh, football championships. We had over 23,000 people in Tulsa for a span of four or five days, we sold right around a hundred thousand tickets to our uh, six sessions of wrestling. It is a juggernaut of an event, uh, especially for a destination of our size. And I say all the time, we we punch above our weight class a lot. And this was one of those events that um, was a full community buy-in. And I think that really helped um, you know, with the marketing efforts and I'll let Tim get into the, the nuts and bolts of it because it really was an interesting case study. Um, you know, we have hosted large events. We just came off a PJ championship. Uh, we, you know, we host Ironman every year. We have a lot of large events, but this was one of those in line with the PJ championship that we had a full, you know, city, county, uh, you know, regional impact uh, through one event. And, you know, I think the the team at the chamber here and the team within Tulsa Regional Tourism just blew it out of the park with uh, getting creative and, and really getting the community tied in. And that's what I'll, I'll hand it off to you, Tim, to kind of talk about what that campaign included and, and how uh, you guys pulled it all together. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, one of the things that we kind of coined a phrase during the the earlier this year in March, uh, we called it our own March madness, um, because (laughs) not only did we have, you know, the NCAA championship that Joel mentioned, but we had the big 12, uh, wrestling championship and, uh, the world of wrestling youth national duels. So those were all within like a two week span of each other. So we were racking our brains when we started developing, like, how do we welcome, all of these, you know, to, to the city and do it in a way where we don't send all of our partners into shock of we're like, okay, we've got to change out how many signs throughout the city again. Uh, We're lucky as a community, we have a thing called the Tulsa flag. It was developed and adopted universally. Again, the kind of like uh, Joel mentioned, this is a freakish community, right? There it is. (laughs) It is. It's a really good symbol that represents um, what a lot of us are trying to strive for. Um, it's it's, uh, but it also makes for a really easy um, sell when you're doing marketing campaigns from a visual aspect. So we decided, okay, we are going to slowly ramp up throughout the mar- uh, month of March until leading into the NCAA, and we're going to have a campaign that just re- welcomes wrestling fans in general. So. That allowed us to make bigger and more impactful printing decisions 
that allowed us to go, you know what, let's go ahead and wrap the golden driller, which is one of the largest statues in the world of a, you know, of a human being standing. Um, we were able to wrap him in a wrestling singlet that was the Tulsa flag, which was really unique. It allowed a really great Instagrammable moment for so many fans that were in town. We were able to do miniature versions of those drillers throughout the town uh, at the airport, welcoming people at you know certain venues. We were able to have, um, you know, Joel mentioned incredible facilities. Uh, we are, our convention center is literally right across the street from our um, BOK center. So that whole area was completely activated. We had sky bridges wrapped. Um, we, it was really, if you were here in town for wrestling, you knew we knew you were here. It was an unmissable experience, um, but it, it wasn't just our efforts, right? So we were able to work with <clears throat> the management company of the BOK center and the CVCC but also the downtown Tulsa partnership and say, Hey, let's get all of our brand. Can we take over all the flagpoles? And they were like, mm. you know what? You design it. We'll run with it. We'll print it. It was great. Sometimes when you have a large city scenario where you've got kind of a disjointed marketing look, this was like an absolute fever dream. It was an incredible experience to have everyone say, yes, we relinquished. Let's go. And let's all go. And like Joel said, kind of row in the same direction. Um, and then uh, just the, even the dining and, and the bar scenes that were uh, kind of organically selected to be a kind of a different hotspot for each of the schools. So mm -hmm. people like had their little um, zone throughout the city. Uh, we had coasters at all those bars to really allow people to scan them, kind of go to a microsite that was dedicated for wrestling fans get around town, figure out what they want to do, how to get to the arena, how to get, uh, you know, transportation, how to get a visitor's guide. We wanted to make it as easy as possible, you know, make the lift is as little on our partners, but also be as impactful for the visitors. Um, I think uh, it really helped us figure out some groundwork for future events. Um, but then there was some other um portions of the uh overall experience that were uh, and i don't want to speak to this this one joel i want to definitely have you kind of talk about the community care village to me i feel like that was the biggest win personally um for this overall uh experience because i think if you if I remember correctly ncaa kind of took note and was like okay this is part of the, the long-term playbook yeah one of the you know i think yeah, I was just talking about this as I gave a presentation at 4S about community shared value. I think, as I mentioned earlier, and Tim has mentioned, that's one of our keys to success. I mean, having everyone rowing in the in the same direction is is kind of, is the overall goal. I think in this industry that people strive for, and we're we're lucky to have it here in Tulsa. But one of the things that we wanted to do, and what most major cities um, have, you know, a challenge with, is the unhomed population, the homeless population. And you know, as we've continued to grow at a rapid pace, we're starting to face those types of challenges. And you know, I think a lot of the times communities don't know what to do with you know that community during large events. And you know, we look at it in a different way of you know where some people may say, "Oh, well, the homeless is in our way. We're trying to host these events and yada yada." And we took the approach that you know, and we we you know truly feel this way is that when we bring in all of these events to town and have twenty thousand people in our downtown we're just dropping these people into where Tulsans live. And it's not fair. It's like me walking to your house on Thanksgiving and dropping 20,000 people in your front yard. I mean, it's not, it's not fair to you as a, as a resident. And so we wanted to do something to take care of Tulsans during that particular week and, and build a program that we can continue on. And that was what we coined as our community care project. And, 
we were able to partner with different entities in town, including the United Way of Tulsa, um, which is a huge partner of the Chambers and ours, our downtown partnership, uh, which is in charge of uh, activating downtown cleanliness and, and everything, our housing solutions, uh, which is uh, really geared towards um, housing the unhomed. Um, and then an organization called Be Heard. Uh, Be Heard is a, uh, a local group that sets up uh, pop-up villages with showers, um, mm-hmm. barbers, uh, basic essential and amenities. And so that's exactly what we did. We, we created an area in our downtown that we can serve Tulsans during that time. And again, they were able to get medical service. They were able to get haircuts, um, you know, showers, uh, they were able to wash their clothes. They were, you know, they got meals. Um, and during that whole process, we, we took care of and served about 500 Tulsans. And it was, a you know, something we didn't have media out to, we weren't trying to boast about it. We just, it was the right thing to do. We did it. It was great. And we've really built a model, but yeah, the NCAA took notice and from what we're being told, they're going to try to replicate that in some of the cities that they go to for, for national championships. And again, you know, first and foremost, I, you know, I, I say this all the time in our industry, but it's, there's so much more to what we do than just economic impact and room nights. And again, the, the power of youth and amateur sports and professional sports has a just a massive impact and we want to change the lives of Tulsans um, through the work that we're doing. And I feel that we're doing that really well. A really interesting uh, project. And, and you mentioned so many specifics. This was a really all encompassing thing from, from, you know, medical help to those who don't have homes to signage and singlets. Like you, you guys really covered all the bases. It is very specific though, to that project. So for somebody who's listening, what are the things that you would have them think about um, in thinking bigger with projects, kind of best practices as they put on something, maybe not to this size, but something similar to that. Tim, we'll start with you. I think preemptive communication. Mm-hmm. Um you know, Tulsa has kind of developed a thing where we, we call it TAG right now, but it's called the Tulsa Awareness Group. And so can you imagine being a restaurateur or even a beer distributor and you have to utter and say the words, we're out of stock, mm-hmm. right? And you've got still tens of thousands of people that you could have been selling to. Um, imagine being a police officer uh, and realizing that you're going to be pulling three you know, triples in a row because we haven't, you know, um, pro- proactively looked at the number of officers in downtown, which, by the way, the NCAA fell right on our um, St. Patrick's Day downtown, which is oh. massive already. Like, uh, yeah. so I would I think the best advice is to start giving your community as much a heads up as possible, not even from a courtesy standpoint, but as a maximization standpoint, mm-hmm. there is at the end of the day, there is an economic impact goal, right? And um, it won't hurt to start looping in as many individuals, as crazy as it sounds. If you're bringing in an equine show, you better let Lowe's know because someone's going to buy out all their lumber when they start building barns at their, their expo or whatever it is. Um, I think communication is so crucial and, and being willing to kind of break out of your comfort zone and think about, okay, how am I going to impact the community? If, if you're in the sports tourism, um, industry, this isn't like a standard B2B style convention. You, the product you're bringing in town can be an amazing win for your residents. And, um, I think that's, 
you always got to think about that. How are we going to impact? How are we going to help our businesses? And then the our experience and events team, obviously, are always thinking about the actual client themselves. Um, that that goes without saying. But yeah, just in, in being willing to kind of try and break break the mold and doing something a little bit new, especially if it feels like it's the right thing. That's great advice, I think, for any project. Joel, what would you say for those folks looking to do something similar? Yeah, I, I would ch- I would challenge you to think about how whether it's an NCAA championship or a um, you know regional soccer tournament, challenge yourself with thinking about how all of your events could have an impact on your city beyond again the the typical metrics. I think there's ways to you know get your local community involved, whether it's through again, your restaurant scene or your attractions, or even if it's a nonprofit that you're able to help out through the events that you're bringing. I mean, again, not only are you creating a memory for the youth and the amateurs and professionals that are bringing their events to your city, but you're also, you know, leaving an impact on your city. So what does that look like um, through, you know, hosting all of these events, whether it's creating a care center or again, getting a youth group involved from a volunteer standpoint, or again, you know, maybe the group that's coming in is doing a community project of cleaning up a park or whatever it is. But again, I think those are things that we always look for. You know, we don't want just a group to come in, host their event, and leave. It doesn't really do anybody any good other than again, uh, hotels, flights and that stuff. <laughs> but again, we want we really want to have a community impact on everything that we're doing. And I think, again, that has contributed to a lot of our success. It certainly sounds like it. And the uh, collaboration you guys have between your organizations and everything else in town sounds like that's a, a big part of that win as well. Tim and Joel, thank you so much for joining us today. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Have a great one. Thank you uh, for Tim having Chambers, us. Vice President of a Destination Strategy and Marketing at Tulsa Regional Tourism, and Joel Kester, the Director of Sports Sales at the S- Tulsa Sports Commission. We appreciate you guys being here. And for you guys watching and listening as well, thanks for joining us on this episode of Scene, the Sports Events Entertainment Network, brought to you by Visit Myrtle Beach. I'm Catherine Nero, and we'll see you next time.